Over 86,000 seniors and 8,000 employees across seven organizations make up the Abmir family of companies. This podcast is dedicated to getting to know some of these incredible people. I'm your host, Thomas Cloutier. Welcome to the People of Admir Pod. Today, we're getting to know Kenny Dew, Area Finance Manager for Admir Living Community-Based Care. Kenny has been on Team Admir for 13 years, starting as a dishwasher with the Stafford. He graduated with a double major in accounting and human resource management from Portland State University. Kenny bought his first home last year and enjoys learning more about home upkeep, going to concerts, and discovering the finer points of wine with his girlfriend. Welcome, Kenny. Well, thank you, Thomas. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Kenny, I've known you for a long time. You and I worked together at the Stafford and just always been a big fan of you, my friend. Well, yeah, I wish I could say this feeling is mutual, but, you know, <laughs> it goes. no, no, no. I appreciate that. Well, you've worked for Admir now 13 years. What drew you to Admir and what led you to stay? Well, uh, my senior year of high school was 2008. Uh, and I, I went to Lake Ridge High School, which just so happens to be directly across the street from the Stafford. So I, I watched it be built during high school. Uh, and I had some friends that caught on working in the kitchen there as soon as it opened, which was Valentine's Day 2008. So I had some mutual friends that said, hey, you know, you know, this retirement home across the street just opened. You, you should check it out. And you know, I, I sauntered in there one day, got asked about two questions, and then they said, you're hired. <laughs> and I, I caught on as a dishwasher there. <laughs> Good interviewing um, process there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was a little primitive there in the early going. You know, they, they asked me, you ever worked at Kitchen? I said, no. <laughs> but I, you, you ever done anything with dishwashing? I'm like, no. I'm like, you said, you're hired. <laughs> you know, all right. <laughs> Whatever works, right? But, uh, but yeah, that was, that was the beginning there. Um, but as for what led me to stay, uh, it's really been, you know, the relationships I built with knuckleheads such as yourself uh, and, you know, the opportunities to continue to learn and, and grow and uh, just as a person and an employee and just my desire to contribute in whatever way I can to make this company the best it can be. Well, I appreciate that, Kenny. And you, you said it, you started as a dishwasher, but, you know, you've had quite the career journey. So, you know, when you're working with me, you were working concierge for several years Tell us a little bit just every step along the way and, and, and where you're at now. I did dishwashing for about two years. Uh, and towards the back half or so of that, I had started covering the uh, weekend concierge's lunches. Uh, and it was kind of during that time when I realized, hmm, you know, this administrative stuff isn't so bad. I, this, uh, a guy could get used to this kind of white collar type of work. So, you know, fast forward a few months and the, an opportunity became available for a, a concierge position. Uh, which I which I then got and then did that for six and a half years, <laughs> something like that. Um, so not only did I enjoy that and learn a lot during that job, but you know I was, I was fortunate enough to have uh, managers such as yourself and my business office manager, who's my boss at the time. Shout out to Annie if you're listening to this. She's now over at Annie Newberg. Shout out over over the Annie Newberg. We have now. Um, but they gave me those opportunities to take peeks behind the curtain to do some job shadowing the business office. Uh, and, and learn stuff like that once you guys had caught wind that, uh, that that type of stuff interested me. So between that and then going to school um, for, for the School of Business at Portland State, uh, I had an opportunity to catch on as a business office manager later on at Hillsborough. And I spent two years there and you know le- learned a lot and really enjoyed what I was doing. And it was uh, very, very exciting every, every step along the way. Around that time, the company was really growing and Consequentially, the need for facility support was growing. 
So uh, they added an AFM position on top of the current AFM roster, area finance manager, uh, to the uh, to uninitiated. And uh, the first time around, I actually was not selected for the position, but that actually ended up working out best for me because that gave me more time to continue to add tools to my toolkit and collect experiences and 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 further become the best bomb that I could be. And uh, so I want to say four or five months after that, uh, another AFM position got added, which uh, which I did receive, uh, which leads me to us here now. So I've been doing that for two and a half, coming up on three years now, and I've loved every minute of it. Awesome. Yeah. Double shout out to Andy Newberg. We're both huge fans. Andy, <laughs> wherever you are out in Oregon City, hopefully you're listening to us, but big fans of you, Andy. Absolutely. So just, just a few years ago, you checked an item off your bucket list. So it should have been a Buffalo Bills game, but you did go front row to an Eagles game in December 2019. So who did they play? Tell us about your experience getting rowdy there in Philadelphia. Yeah, so I mean, anyone who can claim to know me even kind of well <laughs> knows that you know my my love of the Philadelphia Eagles is legendary. Um, <laughs> so let me just start with that. So my girlfriend and I had already planned a vacation to the East Coast um, to spend time in New York, actually, um, for Christmas that year. And around that same time, she had done some freelance work uh, for the executive of a large company. And then he started getting cute, saying that he didn't have access to company funds to pay her outright you know, and all, all that good stuff. I was hoping that they could kind of barter for something of cash value. So I did a little digging and it, it just so happens that the Sunday before Christmas that year, the Eagles were hosting the Dallas Cowboys in Philly. And so this executive, it just so happens, uh, had uh, some friends in high places at Ticketmaster and they had access to seats that uh, aren't, aren't sold to the general public. Uh, so in lieu of paying her cash, he got her two tickets, 40-yard line, front row, behind the Eagles bench. Uh, yeah. So uh, so we amended our vacation plans a little bit, and we flew straight into Philly, attended that game, and then took the train up to New York uh, to spend the rest of that week during Christmas uh, with her family. So, I mean, an unbelievable trip, the, the whole thing, all the way around. But that game is probably the best day of my life <laughs> to this day. I mean, I got to do my two favorite things, right? I got to watch the Eagles win, and I got to watch the Cowboys lose. So, <laughs> I, I mean, and, it doesn't get better than that. And if she's listening, your girl was there too. That should probably be in first place, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Dan, I, I love to have you. Thank you so much. I love you so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's absolutely what I meant to say. Correct. Thank you. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, who was the player of the game that day? Who was the best player on the field? Uh, uh, there, there was there was no standout. It was actually a pretty sloppy game overall. But uh, Carson Wentz eked out just enough to uh, to get us over the hump when it mattered most. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, fly Eagles fly. Absolutely. Uh, you're a strong voice here at Abamir, and I, I know this personally. You are quite the recruiter uh, for your friends to get jobs at Abamir. So what's the total? I know how many you bartered with me about at the Stafford, but what's the total number of friends that you've you've had hired at, at Abamir in any <laughs> way possible? It's got to be like millions. Yeah, I, I had to I had to sit down and, and scratch out a list to get them all uh, in anticipation <laughs> of this question, as a matter of fact. Uh, and I, I think I topped out at like 14, something like that. Um, you know, either either through direct referrals or mutual friends of ours got some of our other mutual friends involved and and, sure. and it may I just add that all of them were highly engaged employees uh, that were there for <laughs> you know for long periods of time so this, this was not uh, you know just anyone who could fog a mirror here we, we, we got some good return on investment there 
But um, but yeah, my, my girlfriend jokes all the time that I, my life's ambition is to have the world work for Avamir. And, <laughs> uh, and in her defense, that's probably not, not terribly far off from the truth. Probably not. Probably not. And I, yeah, you're right. All great employees, all great people. So they're friends of yours. So no, no doubt, no, no surprise there. But, uh, you know, if this AFM thing doesn't work out for you, I think recruiting would be, you know, it's certainly a career path you'd be good at because you got <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll keep that in the back pocket. Friends. Yeah. You could uh, make that work. So. Yeah, my, my my referral bonus check must have gotten lost in the mail there, Thomas. I don't. I'm still waiting <laughs> on that. You know, about a decade later, <laughs> you're on the accounting side now. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Fair enough. And you have a passion for DEI, and have helped announce Avamir's newest DEI program, Employee Resource Groups. Where does your passion for DEI stem from? Well, you know, I'd always liked to think of myself as someone who's who's open-minded, you know, tolerant of other differences, and you know, supporter of equality, as as I think most of us like to think of ourselves. Um, but you know, really, over the past year and a half or so, um, you know, it's really cast a huge spotlight, you know, on a on a global scale of just how far we as a society have to come in a lot of regards. Um, and like a lot of other people that had me asking myself a lot of difficult questions uh, about what it truly means to be an ally and an advocate uh, for what I think is right. And, you know, I, I realized that, you know, if, if I really truly want to see progress, you know, I can't stand idly by. I, I can't be on the sidelines uh, and just hope that the rest of the world gets their act together in the meantime. You know, I have to be an active participant in the process and make tangible contributions uh, to those DEI efforts so that everyone has a seat at the table, you know, without qualification based on your race, gender identity, orientation, uh, so on and so forth. Fantastic. Thanks, Kenny. And now, uh, what do you hope for the future in Admir's DEI efforts? I truly believe that Admir is committed to walking the walk uh, when it comes to the DEI initiatives uh, and not just providing window dressing uh, as so many companies have, you know, in the past you know, year and some change. But, you know, and obviously we have to start somewhere when it comes to developing and establishing systems for carrying out that message. Uh, and I think a key pillar of that is going to be our employee resource groups, which we just had a very successful um, kind of a launch call with yesterday. I was very excited by um, how many people showed up and, and, and expressed interest and support. And, and while I believe wholeheartedly this initiative, you know, it's simply a vehicle to connect people, you know, our, our employees are going to be what makes those groups impactful. Uh, and I'm really excited to see how that naturally evolves based off, you know, the needs and interests of those who, who participate. So as far as what I want to see for the future, uh, I want to see high employee engagement so we can hear directly from people about what they want out of this experience. And I, you know, we're looking to be highly collaborative and versatile and accommodating. And, and as long as I think there's that appetite for furthering these initiatives amongst our employees to make this as impactful and, and, and meaningful as possible, that, you know, we will do whatever it takes as a company to keep moving that ball down the field. Great answer. I appreciate that, Kenny. Uh, you shared a bit about your life, your passions, a little bit of fun here. What was your favorite childhood activity? Favorite childhood activity, uh, well, back in my, my glory days at, uh, at Hallinan Elementary School, uh, <laughs> I, I was uh, pretty well known on the streets as a pretty mean wall ball player. Uh, that, that, that was a, a passion of mine during, during recess. Uh, my, my claim to fame was, uh, you know, taking down the biggest, baddest second grader on the playground when I was still just a, a lowly first grader. Because, of course, back then, the difference between first and second grade, you know, in terms of athleticism can be quite vast. Yes, <laughs> so uh, that, that, that stands out when I, when I think back on, you know, what, what my, my favorite childhood activities were. So did you remember doing the skimmers and coming home with just no knuckles? You oh, know, yeah. trying to get those low balls? That's oh, what I yeah. yeah, bloody knuckles, knees, you know. 
you, you got you got you got to sacrifice your body sometimes for go go go, go lay but, out and uh, yeah, you had to lay out for my my adorable mom always thought I was getting in fights. I was like, mom, I have no interest in the fights. I'm just trying to hit the meanest skimmer. Um, so I, I remember those days quite fondly. What top three words would your friends or family use to describe you? I think first word that comes to mind probably is dependable. I, I think my friends and family know that I'm someone that they can count on that is going to say what they mean and mean what they say and, and, you know, and do the things that, that they said they were going to do. Um, that's something that's, you know, of, of utmost priority to me in, in life, um, to have, you know, be impeccable with my word in that regard. Another word I would use is, is caring. I, I'm, I'm not always a, you know, a raw, raw guy in terms of, you know, the hype, you know, emotion or excitement. Uh, on the surface, but um, I, I do think I am someone who you know has a big heart and does truly and deeply care about people, even if I'm not as always overt in my my expression of that. And the third word I'd probably use is fair. I think I have a reputation amongst the people that I'm I'm close to of you know telling what they need to hear <laughs> and not necessarily what they want to hear. I'm going to you know you'll be judicious with, with my responses and, and measured and always err on the side of logic as opposed to getting swept up in emotion or your bias when, when I, when I try and navigate a situation with someone. All right. This one's my favorite interview question. All right. So here it is. I'm, I'm handing you a suitcase. You can travel anywhere in the world at no cost. Where are you going? Who are you bringing with you and why? Probably would go to France with, uh, with my wonderful girlfriend. Smart um, so we can tour the legendary wine regions out there. That kind of became something of our own. Uh, our pandemic hobby, <laughs> uh, trying to learn more about wine and kind of become students of that. Uh, so it'd be, I mean, unbelievable to go out there and, you know, and see the vineyards firsthand and be able to, you know, taste straight from the, the barrels and, you know, and, and soak in that culture. I and mean, that would be, you know, an indescribable feeling, I'm sure. Yeah, this was a question we had prepared for you, but the pandemic changed you quite a bit, Kenny. You, you picked up some new hobbies. Wine drinking was one of them. Well, what else came along during pandemic times? Uh, you aged quite a bit, didn't you? <laughs> it was a measure to a hobby, I, I promise you. What, what, what else? What else? Your lawn? Uh, the, the, the lawn, yes. Yeah, homeowner, yeah. You, you had some new, some things that you added to the repertoire, I remember. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Uh, we did buy our first home, well, my first home, her second home, uh, in April of last year. So I, uh, you know, promptly overnight turned into, you know, a, 60 year old, you know, fuss pot that, you know, is obsessed <laughs> with the lawn and, and tinkering with stuff and trying to just learn more about keeping up on the house and, and all that. So it's, you know, sometimes it's been challenging, you know, I, I grew up in apartments all my life. So I <laughs> have a very limited uh, technical skill in that regard. You know, I'm, uh, there's a reason I gravitated toward the white collar uh, uh, career, but, um, but it's been a lot of fun learning more about that. And it's very gratifying to, you know, to add, tools to my toolkit and, and, and support the house and, you know, make it as, as nice as I can for, you know, for myself and my girlfriend. Fantastic. And here at Admir, we consider our team members and residents family. What does family mean to you? To me, family is, it's really, it's a collective of individuals who share, a, you know, a common bonds of, you know, of, of trust, love, respect, uh, and things of that ilk. I mean, you know, some families, of course, we're born into, but others we get to choose. Uh, and I think that's what's so cool about the Avenir family of companies and what makes us so special is it, it's truly a labor of love. You know, it's a collection of employees, residents, and family members who chose to navigate the world together, uh, you know, in, in this shared experience because we're, we're drawn in by those tenants and we, and we share that same passion for uh, enhancing it those people's lives. 
Kenny, I've, I've known you for a long time now. And um, the way you described yourself is spot on, but you're a great friend. You're a great person. And to watch your career path has been just remarkable. Uh, you're a great guy and we're lucky to have you on our team and uh, I'm lucky to call you a friend. So I'll never understand the Eagles thing. I don't <laughs> Um, well, I, perfect, right? Yeah, we're not all perfect. But. Yeah, no, but yeah, but, but, but jokes aside, I, I appreciate that, and I'm very aware that uh, I have been able to come as far as I have with a lot of help from wonderful people such as yourself uh, and and Annie and uh, Wendy Wood, who's back at the Stafford. I love to see. Thank goodness she helped me get my catch on my first bomb gig. So shout out to Wendy as well, and of course the recently retired Mark Bruins, who who gave me my first shot at the, at Hillsboro, uh, and you know, so many other people that have have nurtured me along the way and, and saw something in me and wanted to uh, wanted to see me continue to achieve the things that I wanted to achieve. So, you know, that's not something I take for granted or take lightly. And it's something that I hope to uh, now pay for it in, in whatever way that I can uh, so that anyone else can derive the same benefit that I've had along the way. Well, congratulations on all your success. I look forward to seeing you next time in person, whenever it happens. And uh, thank you for joining the pod, my friend. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to our listeners for tuning into the people of Amir pod. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform, and follow Admir Health Services on Facebook to keep listening in.